0: Hello, everyone. This is John Cash philippi I'll be your host for Gaming Leisures podcast. I'm today stop- talking with Hunter Hunstock with uh, PlayerSoft. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, basically paperless casino. And okay. uh, Hunter, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, well, thank you very much for having me, John. Uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Uh, my name is Hunter. I'm the president of PlayerSoft Technologies. Uh, I've been in this industry since I was 19 years old, uh, fell in love with it when I was in college and stepped in my first one in Southern California, and have never looked back. So, uh, yeah, here I am.
0: Wonderful. Well, today, like you said before, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, paperless casinos and the evolution into paperless. And PlayerSoft has had a big part and big role in that for, for many years, um, which is why I thought you'd be the perfect candidate to talk a little bit more about it, because the evolution uh into uh, the paperless casino has been just I mean, especially since COVID has exploded. Um so uh I, I have my list of questions here, so don't don't mind me looking away from you here, but uh you know, but I guess my questions are, uh, you know, as casinos seem to get uh, closer and closer to becoming paperless. How does that change or evolve uh player soft?
1: Um if anything, it speeds us up. I mean, uh, you'd mentioned COVID, which I think was absolutely true. It exploded, but the evolution has been a long time coming. Much like uh, you know, a lot of things technology-based in our industry are. You know, we uh, we talk about the ideas and then we kind of wait for a while. But um, when we first started 12 years ago, it was a little more you know difficult to get people in you know seeing the benefit of paperless, seeing the benefit of mobile. You know, you had your early adopters who either believed in service. they really believe in technology or they're in a highly competitive market looking for an edge nowadays especially as we came out of covid everybody needs it everybody's like yeah i need to be mobile i need to be doing service and i need to do away with paperless i need to get away from physical media and, and we all need to do more with less so it's less of a trying to convince people the the necessary you know the need for it the benefit of it Um, and it's much more of just trying to make sure you have the right solution for them. So if anything, it speeds us up, which is going to be good because there's still so much from a paperless standpoint and from a mobile standpoint that we're not yet doing that we're just still getting into as an industry. So it it makes me more excited for the future.
0: Excellent. So has this changed the direction of PlayerSoft, the COVID, the the everything? I mean – it's it's obviously sped everything up. Uh, right. but uh, has it changed the direction at all?
1: So COVID was a mixed bag for playersoft specifically. Um, you know, obviously everyone had the the time off and the downturn and the workloads and what are we gonna do next? Uh, but I think like you're saying, it really did speed up the need for paperless and we still see those You know those driving effects now right with like the the push into cashless wagering and getting away from physical media cash and cards and everything else and those are really good and exciting things um for us it was it was interesting because yeah paperless we don't want to do physical media we don't want to hand things to guests awesome that's what we do that's where we live um but the flip side of that is is we're also a mobile service and that's kind of our big thing and we don't want to do face-to-face contact with the guests for a while (laughs) Which is, you know, our real house. So it was kind of a mixed bag. But what really became interesting is it wasn't a problem we solved. It was a problem that our, our customers, our partner property solved because it saw a new avenue for use of mobile, right? Because I'm sure you saw everywhere, you know, right as the doors start to reopen, you know, walls of plexi just went up everywhere, plexi at the cage and plexi at the booth and plexi at the tables. And that makes it a nightmare. So. You know, when a guest comes up to the players club booth and needs something as simple as their card reprinter, their their pin reset through this wall of Plexi, you're not going to pick up the whole computer and the millwork and try to scan their ideas. They hold it up to Plexi, but just simply having a mobile device that isn't tethered. To be able to scan through Plexi, take a picture through the Plexi, do everything you need to do, send it to a printer on the other side, send your comp off to another place, redeem your coupon without ever having to exchange physical media and not being, you know, being able to be in your your Plexi bubble of safety <laughs> while not having to, you know, completely have construction out and rethink millwork and rethink, you know, tethered scanners or anything else. It, so it found a new use in that environment as we reopened from COVID, which was exciting to see. Um, So it didn't change us so much as we turned left to try to go to a new direction to try to, you know, uh, find our our COVID niche. Um, But it was really the properties that said, hey, we actually need more of these. We need more of this because we found a way to make it work in this now much more narrow environment we are having to deal with.
0: Well, now that I think we're all back to hugging each other and (laughs) high-fiving and uh, touching each other a little bit, uh, the Paperless Casino is still obviously going forward in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. Is there a happy medium uh, between know your customer, labor savings, and that type of thing now with uh, with the products out there?
1: You know, it, it always varies from property to property, but so it's hard to make a, 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 you know, line in the sand rule. This is our, our thing we always follow, but I think there is. Um, I think there is a happy medium between the labor savings and the know your customer, whether that's going full KYC or, you know, wagering stuff, or it's just knowing your customer for better service and being able to greet guests. Um, I think what I see there mostly is that. With the advent of mobile, with the advent of paperless, what it allows is more uh, cross-responsibility, right? You know, if you can go to, like, if you were to right now go to a, a place and you wanted to get dinner reservations, okay, so you'd go to over to the booth or the kiosk and you'd get dinner reservations. Then if you wanted to get your car, you'd go out to the, a different kiosk to swipe your your valet ticket to get your car, and if you wanted a, your coupon redeemed, you'd go somewhere else. If you wanted your promo to be entered, you'd go somewhere else. Or you'd have to go to different places to talk to different team members on the floor. What mobile allows is that cross polarization that I can grab one person to go, hey, am I in the drawing? Yes, you are. Great. Can I get a reservation for the steakhouse? Yes, you can. Great. I forgot my pin can you reset it. Absolutely. And I'm leaving right now. Can you call my car? Totally. You know, And because of that, you're going to get more labor savings because you have these things that one team member can do, that that team member becomes less specialized where I'm F&B or I'm club, but I'm a concierge at the casino. I'm a casino ambassador. If you need something, I can take care of it. And I know you by name, and I know your background, and I know your history, and I know everything else about you because it's at my fingertips. So and I think that's where the labor savings is going to come without having to sacrifice too much of the you know your customer and the service level that we, you know, we really as an industry strive to give.
0: I guess the thing that I'm wondering now is because you mentioned a lot of kiosk in there, you know, go to kiosk, do this, that. Is there a place for a kiosk in the new paperless identity that we're trying to create on the casino floor in your yeah. opinion?
1: Yeah, I think there always is. There's always going to be a place for kiosk. I mean, you have, you know, one. They're just the 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 labor savings that come with it, and and sometimes that's a mixed bag. You know, depending on what you're trying to use the kiosk for. You know, card printers always break, and and those can be. But promotional kiosks are are always have their place. But I don't think it's an an end-all be-all. I don't think you just say, well, we're going to do kiosk and that's it, and that's going to take care of it. Because if you just do that, then you're adding a line. You're not eliminating it, you're moving it. And you know, depending on how difficult the kiosk is or what it's being used for or you know, how new it is, I mean, there are some places where every customer just knows the kiosk. They don't need help. Then there are other places where the customer doesn't know and you're staffing someone to walk the guest through the kiosk and you get to the point where this would be quicker if I just sat at the booth and swiped your card and did it myself. Um, the biggest problem you have there is that you can't yield manage kiosks you buy 10 kiosks you put eight in the floor you keep two in spare and that's it and on your busy night you can't all of a sudden just put 10 more out there but you can you're already you know yield managing and labor costing your your team members so hey it's Tuesday I only need three people out here and they have handhelds and they're basically mobile kiosks and more and on Saturday I have a big event going on I need 20 more kiosks out there or I can just put 20 more of my team members out there with handhelds and now, in addition to that, they're going to the guests and taking care of the guests, not just taking care of the lines. It's a proactive approach to the service. So yes, I think the kiosk absolutely has a place in there. I just don't think it's a one size fits all, this is all I need, this is the end all be all. Because there are still customers, I mean, and most of them that I'd say that I see, that still want service. I want someone to come to me and take care of me. I want someone to come and take my drink order. I want someone to come and bring me my food. I want, you know, there's a service level that, that guests expect. And, you know, there are also those that, that like the self-service that prefer it. I don't want to touch or talk to a person. You know, my, my eldest son is definitely in that, that realm. If he could never have contact with people, he'd, he'd be thrilled. But uh, there's still a lot of the customers who want that, that want that service, and mobile is the best way to do it. So it's a nice compliment.
0: Yeah, my 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 kid's a lot like that too. I think that if he's talked to somebody that isn't online, I'm shocked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: well, okay, but I've seen, and, and the evolution's been slow. And like I said, it had a fast forward since COVID, but I, it, but it's come more and more handheld products have just hit hit the market mm-hmm. um, over the years i mean uh, i have more people hit me with hand how long do you think till that's a full adoption uh across the board do you think that's going to be the next few years is it now is it i mean i mean where where we say you know no kiosk and all people handled or is that just mm-hmm. going to be uh just completely uh, a hybrid forever
1: You know, I think there's, I think it's probably going to be a hybrid forever, at least in specific spaces, right? I think you may get away from things that are purely service kiosks, right? That are purely reset my pin or call my valet things, you know, but there are other spots like, you know, promotional kiosks where um, those get away, you know, I mean, a lot of them do self-service stuff as well. Get my win-loss statement, reset my pin and and good stuff. But you get into like the promotional pieces of it and it gets more towards like, I would call it like, you know, a slot machine side. It's giving the guest an experience that you're not going to duplicate on a mobile device. So, you know, whether it's one of those big cool ones where it's like the magic eight ball you turn or whether it's just a really, you know, interactive event that happens on your 20 inch monitor right in front of you with big grabs and everything else, there are experiences you can't duplicate in the promotional space on a mobile. So I think there's always going to be a spot for that, uh, kiosk for that. But I think when it comes to the service aspect of it, more and more that's going to phase out. And I think that's probably going to happen over the next you know, seven years.
0: So how much of like regulations uh, played into slowing down a lot of the... Uh, handhelds on the uh, on the floor?
1: Um, yeah, talk about a mixed bag. Uh, <laughs> regulatory from state to state it has been uh, a real impedance in some places. Uh, I mean, there are properties that I talked to as recently as, as 20, 2020 who are like, would love to have it, need to have it. It'd be great, but we're not allowed to have anything on our Wi-Fi. We can't build out a Wi Fi network because of regulatory. And so uh, it it definitely slows things down. And that's kind of always the way I think with regulatory, right? I mean, you know, you have a good idea, and then regulatory has got to take its time to wrap its head around it. And, you know, as an industry, we're going, let's go, we're ready, let's, let's move forward, let's move to the future. And, you know, regulatory does have a hand in slowing that down. But I, I want to say it's getting better. And I want to say it's getting not looser, but more aware you know, more aware of, of what the benefits are, what the controls are, what the security pieces are so that we can move forward comfortably. I think you see that both in mobile and like in cloud technology.
0: Look, well, that's awesome. I, 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 I've seen it in my own world as well, uh, you know, where the regulatory has been become, well, I think necessarily um, they've had to kind of change their tune in some areas. hmm uh back to just the evolution of our industry and uh, things that have happened of course. Um now with your ability um with player ability to sign up people and know demographics and to understand um the type of player we have out there what are we looking at now as the age because this has been a debate in my office a lot as the age of the gamer started to get below 50 because that's kind of been our sweet spot 50 and up and the age of the gamer seems to have reduced because of covid and i always say it's going to go back to 50 but with the experiences the handheld the paperless the the way we're modernizing the industry is that uh demographic changing
1: so it's interesting because uh I I, like you, I can't remember how many times I've had that conversation. I remember being, you know, 21 years old, uh, working in the casino or working with marketing and IT and talking about building out like video game parlors and empty bingo hall to try to get some in because we're trying to go after the millennial person. And, and I remember thinking like, you know, being asked because I was the young person in the room, like, you know, would this, would you do this? Like, yeah, I'd do that. Let's, let's do it. Um, uh, but, for actual gamers, it seems that it still does trend that over 50. You know, it's always like, yeah, me and my group of friends were like, oh no, we need something better. We need something, you know, different. We need something younger, interactive. We're, we're not that thing. And now we're all, you know, knocking on 50 and we're like, hey, let's go to a casino and play some slot machines. That sounds like fun. And, and so, you know, uh, you know, it's not so much that the the market has changed to fit my demographic, my demographic's finally matured enough to fit into the market. Um is that so I, I think what we see and a lot of it's by region, right? Especially destination places, things like that. And coming out of COVID, oh you know, people I don't know what you saw in your area, but like I'm in Southern California, and so I mean I was thrilled when the casinos here reopened because not just because you know people needed to get back to work, they needed their jobs, the team members needed to make a living again, but the communities they served, people needed it. They needed to get out of their house. They needed something to do. And out here, I mean, everything was still closed and casinos were still open. I mean, there were lines around blocks to get into casinos because people needed out. They needed a a break from being locked in their home. And so during that time, we did see a, a Big skew of like you know younger demographic players young, or, or enrollments, signups, people you know frequenting the the casino. But as we continue to move kind of more towards normalcy, I guess we can say, is you still see that um, you know especially in like uh, resort style places, you know larger market venues where they still are skewing younger than traditionally as far as their signups, but from the people I'm talking to, their play. Is still in that sweet spot, 50 age bracket. You know, I'm coming out. You know, so yeah, they're they're coming out because they need the break. They're coming out for the shows and the events and the the bars and the nightclubs and the and all the other uh, you know wonderful trappings of entertainment that casinos now provide everywhere, uh, but not necessarily making it show up on the gaming floor as as you know as our bread and butter demographic does. That's still, and I, I agree with you that as we kind of continue to move towards normalcy, we'll see that kind of settle back into that, that 50 plus demographic as our primary gaming uh, uh, person. No, and I,
0: I, I agree. Uh, I, it's kind of funny. I was, uh, when I used to uh, be the CIO of at Revel. we used to, we had AMG's uh, five story uh, uh, nightclub and we'd watch at two, 2 AM when everybody would leave mm-hmm. uh, the nightclub and, all the old people sitting there being assaulted by all the young people coming out, and it was just—it was so funny to watch because you're just like, "Wow, that's gonna—that's not gonna work," because they would exited right through the casino. No, yeah. Um. So it was—it was interesting, and I never did take a look at the uh, the numbers at that time to see how many people they ran off, but I'm sure it was quite a few. Well, uh, that's really uh, most of the questions I had for you. I guess the only other question I have is. Um, do you have any closing thoughts on uh, paperless in the casinos and uh, where you think that, uh, you know, industry is going and how how PlayerSoft is going to help support us in uh, in getting there?
1: <laughs> well, as far as paperless, you know, I, I think that the way that it's going to move is towards getting rid of the paper that we haven't really thought about yet. Right. Like everyone right now is focused on the on Keto. Getting rid of Tito. Let's move towards that. And it's a cool technology and I'm excited for it. And I'm glad it's finally getting some traction, getting out there. In my opinion, it still needs some, some tuning of uh, the, the enrollment, the adoption process. Um, but I think it's going to get there. Um, and I know people are working really hard to move that, that way quickly. Um, I think it's going to be in the other places that we kind of haven't thought of the, the other places where, you know, we think Tito and we think coupons, you know, or comps you know, but what else are we doing out there? You know, uh, you know, the hotel people are doing it with the room keys and, 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 you know, proximity-based locks. Uh, You know, you're going to do it with valet. You're going to do it with um, your food and beverage and you're uh, it, it's just going to become where it's everywhere. It's all encompassing. And where I see us fitting in there is, you know, one of the things that I'm really happy we get to do is we get to integrate with all these other third parties and the manufacturers. And it's not, you know, because, you know, we're a small group and we're good at what we do and we're not trying to be anyone else. So uh, we're not going to be your cashless wagering system, but boy, we can integrate with them so that when your guest comes in, they don't have to make two stops or three stops. They can make one stop and have it all taken care of. You know, we're not going to be, you know, the guys who make uh your player system or, or make the, your system that does uh, your um, uh, your online piece or your your guest facing mobile, but boy, we'll make it so that it's a seamless experience for the guests. And when they come in, you can sign them up and put them in their online mobile and get them through all in one fell swoop without making them go home or do it from their phone themselves. I mean, that's where I see us fitting as being, you know, uh, kind of that doorway to everything else. So anything that's cumbersome, just run it through us. That'd be a that'd be where I'd like to see us fit.
0: Perfect. Well, that's fantastic information. Thank you very much, Hunter, for uh, being on the show today. Uh, oh, we've been talking with Hunter, Hunter. You're absolutely <laughs> welcome. We've been talking with Hunter Hunstock of uh, Playersoft, uh, and this is John Cash Filippi, sign off for Gaming and Leisure,
1: and hope to see you back on the next episode. Thanks.